You're listening to an audio sermon by Pastor Bernard Milder from Household of Christ. We trust that you will be encouraged and blessed as you listen to the Word of God. I want to minister this morning a message entitled, Let Your Conscience Be Your Guide. 2020, God has given us a word already and He said 2020 is the year where God will position you to attract His favor. The things that you have gone through in 2019 has not been in vain. God has used it to mature you, not to destroy you, but to improve you, to get you ready to position you for 2020. We know what God has planned for us are good things. John 10 verse 10 teaches us that the thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy but I've come to bring you life and life in abundance. The Passion Translation says, a heart overflowing. Turn to the person next to you and say, God's measure is your cup will overflow. Psalm 23 verse 5, I'm reading from the Passion Translation. You become my delicious feast even when my enemies dare to fight. You anoint me with the fragrance of your Holy Spirit. You give me all I can drink of you until my heart overflows. The New King James says, In the presence of my enemies, you've prepared a table for me. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. God is saying to us that, yes, there's enemies out there. In this world, the enemy would want to come and kill, steal, and destroy. Your enemy is not your neighbor. Your enemy is not your boss. Your enemy is not your spouse. Your enemy is sin. Turn to the person next to you and say, your real enemy is sin. This message that I want to preach this morning is for believers, primarily for believers, to help you to grow in the things of the Lord, to build you in the things of God, so that you can be stronger, so that you can be ready for 2020. Turn to the person next to you and say, you have to listen to your conscience. We all want to be led by the Holy Spirit. We want to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. But the place where the Holy Spirit communicates with us is our conscience. The Holy Spirit will use your conscience to lead your soul, to show you which direction to go. John 14, 26 teaches us that God says, I will send the helper, the Holy Spirit, who will teach you all things. God knows all things. In this world today where it's so complex, there's so many things going on, sometimes you don't know what is right and what is wrong. People reasoning about things from a natural point of view where you have to listen to your heart. That's why the Bible teaches us, guard your heart above all things. Keep it pure. 
if you want to see God. Most of the challenges that people are facing are things of the heart. Unforgiveness in your heart. Bitterness in your heart. Jealousy in your heart. Even murder starts in the heart of man. Adultery starts in the heart of man. That's why you have to guard your heart above all things. When you listen to your conscience, you'll find the Holy Spirit will be leading and guiding you. He says, you give me all I can drink of you until my heart overflows. Make sure that your heart is full of the things of God. Family, as a Christian, Christianity lies in the purity of our hearts. When we do something wrong, our hearts convict us. There's people out in this world, they want to sin. They want to see how they can cheat you, lie to you, steal from you. Have you experienced that? Am I talking to the right people here this morning? Just raise your hand. The world is real out there. We're not in heaven yet, but God wants heaven's atmosphere in our hearts. A Christian is not somebody that's perfect. Turn to the person next to you and say, everybody makes mistakes. Tell them again, say, everybody makes mistakes. So even us as Christians, we've been forgiven of our sins, but we make mistakes. But a true Christian, when he makes a mistake, there'll be a conviction in his heart. His conscience will tell him, go and make right. What you've done is wrong. Go and fix it. Go and restore it. Turn to the person next to you and say, listen to your conscience. So nobody is perfect. Everybody makes mistakes. The difference is a true Christian, when they make a mistake, they run to God and they ask for forgiveness. You don't try and cover it up. As you want to go into 2020 and let the Holy Spirit lead you and guide you, position you to attract God's favor, you're going to have to listen to your conscience. Turn to the person next to you and say, you have to listen to your conscience. Tell them again, say you have to listen to your conscience. Romans 3 verse 10 says, there's nobody that's righteous, not even one. So you can sit here and think you're righteous or self-righteous, but the Bible teaches us nobody is righteous. Romans 3 verse 23 says, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. It means everybody has sinned. We make mistakes daily. Even as a pastor, I get up in the morning, I say, today I'm going to get it right. And before I walk out of the back door, I've done something wrong. I've missed it. Let me see your hand. Am I talking to the right people here? But when you make that mistake, your conscience will say, go and make right. Go and say sorry. Go and fix. Turn to the person next to you and say, listen to your conscience. The first area where you have to prosper is in your spiritual life. When you prosper in your spiritual life, everything will start to fall into place. What I mean when I say prosper in 
your spiritual life. Your spiritual life is peace of conscience, ease of heart, internal joy, freedom from fear because you know you are linked up with God and His love has been poured out in your heart and assurance of eternal life. When you have those things in your heart settled, everything around you will become more settled. The first area where you have to prosper is in your spiritual life. That's why you have to take care of your heart. Turn to the person next to you and say, take care of your heart. Turn with me in your Bibles to Psalm 40, verse 11. Verse 11, I'm reading from the Passion Translation. So, Lord, don't hold back your love or withhold your tender mercies from me. Keep me in your truth. Family, the truth is Jesus Christ died on the cross for all your sins, all my sins, in the past and in the future. That's the truth. The facts are we make mistakes every day. The truth is higher than the facts. Truth can never change. Facts can change. You can be living in sin today. You can be stealing today. But when Jesus comes into your life, now you're not a thief anymore. The facts have changed. You missed a good place to say amen. Turn to the person next to you and say, I have some facts that the truth about Jesus Christ on the cross needs to change. All of us have things, a bad attitude that Jesus died for. Bitterness of heart, offense, Jesus died for. He's writing here, so Lord, don't hold back your love or withhold your tender mercies from me. Keep me in your truth and let your compassion overflow to me no matter what I face. Evil surrounds me. Problems greater than I can solve come one after another. Without you, I know I can't make it. My sins are so many. I'm so ashamed to lift my face to you for my guilt grabs me and stings my soul until I am weakened and spent. Please, Lord, come quickly and rescue me. Take pleasure in showing me your favor and restore me. Family, when we make a mistake, when we sin, that should be the heart of every believer. Lord, forgive me. Lord, wash me. Lord, cleanse me. When you make a mistake, be quick to run to Jesus because he died for whatever you have done wrong. Turn to the person next to you and say, be quick to run to Jesus. When you do that, the Holy Spirit will position you to attract God's favor even more and more in your life. Who of you feel like evil surrounds me, problems greater than I can solve come one after another? Not just one problem, many problems. Who of you feel like that? A few honest people here that have been facing some challenges. God wants to help you. Turn to the person next to you and say, listen to your conscience. Very important to note 
that the Holy Spirit will never force you. He'll prompt you. When you've been rude to somebody, the Holy Spirit is not going to grab you behind the neck and say, you better go back now and make right. It's going to prompt you. That was rude. Go say sorry. And then you decide whether you want to listen to that prompting or you want to resist the prompting. Don't watch that. Listen to the prompting. Then you'll say, I'm going to obey. I'm not going to obey. Don't go there. Listen to the prompting. Turn to the person next to you and say, listen to your conscience. Psalm 51 Verse 5, the Passion Translation, David says, I'm so ashamed. When your conscience is sensitive towards the Holy Spirit, when you do something wrong, there'll be that conviction and you want to make right. You have two options. You can cover up your sins. Proverbs 28 says, he who covers up his sins, it will not go well with him. He will not prosper. Turn there quickly. Proverbs 28, verse 13. If you cover up your sin, you'll never do well. The New King James says, He that covers his sins will not prosper. But if you confess your sins and forsake them, you will be kissed by mercy. Many times when we make a mistake, we want to cover it up. You cover it up. But when you cover it up, you're not dealing with it. Many people will see if they do something wrong, they try and cover it up. And they might be in the interim, from a natural point of view, it might seem like a solution, but in the long term and in the spirit, you cannot get away from it. When you cover up your sin, when you're offended with somebody and you say, oh, it's nothing, man, it's nothing, but you cover it up, it damages your heart. When you cover up your sin, it leads to more sin. But when you deal with it, it gets dealt with it. When you don't deal with your sin, tomorrow it will manifest in your life. But when you acknowledge your fault, you'll see 2,000 years ago it was dealt with. But when you try and cover it up, tomorrow it will come and manifest. When you cover it up, you are watering that sin, that, that seed of sin, you're busy watering it. Daniel, when he listened to the prompting of the Holy Spirit... He changed his diet, and he became stronger. All of us have had that conscience little thing during Christmas. Amen. Let me see your hand. <laughs> Don't be so religious. <laughs> Samson didn't listen to his conscience. It cost him his eyesight. When David tried to cover up, just led to more sin, more sin, more sin. 2 Samuel 
11 verse 1, the Bible says, At the appointed time when kings go out to war, David stayed at home. His conscience was telling him. Everybody knew it's the time for kings to go out to war, but he stayed at home. Sometimes you can be at your home, but you know it's not where you should be. And it's leading you to a place of temptation. That's the good place to say amen. You can be at your home. It's your home. It's your house. But it's not where you should be. At the appointed time when kings go out to war, stayed at home. Then that night, he woke up, was on his rooftop, and he saw a woman busy taking a bath. TV channels late at night where you're flicking through when you know you shouldn't, your conscience will tell you, don't go there. You sit there, nobody knows, nobody will know. Even if you think nobody knows, the Holy Spirit knows. Even when you're on your own, listen to your conscience. See and look what you're looking at. He first saw, then he looked, then he committed adultery. Then he realized, oh, yes, problems. This woman is pregnant. So then he tried to get a husband and make him drunk, committing another sin. Then when he didn't want to be with his wife, he made another plan. He had him killed. Can you see when you cover up your sin, how it progresses and it just gets worse and worse and worse? From a natural point of view, you might be getting away from it. You might even have fame, have a lot of money, be successful. But how did you obtain it? Did you listen to your conscience? Turn to the person next to you and say, listen to your conscience. When you cover up, it's a downward path, a spiral. What is your position before God? Family, in whatever situation you are facing, tests or trials, how does your heart respond in that situation? What is your conscience saying in that situation? Let's just be honest. Who have you been in a situation where you just got angry and you lost it? Said a few things you shouldn't have said, did a few things you never thought you'd do? Let me see your hand. What did your conscience say after that? The way you respond there determines who you are before God. Are you running away from God or do you run to God? David, when the prophet came to him and said, David, you are that man. You have sinned. He dropped his king's cloak immediately, fell on his knees, and he said, Lord, against you and you alone have I sinned. He said, my sin is ever before me. If you experience stagnation in your life, spiritually you feel you're not moving forward, you know that sin that's before you that's keeping you back. Ask the blood of Jesus to cover it. If you want to be successful in 2020, make a decision to prosper in your spiritual life first. 
Many people know they have to say sorry, especially in the church. We've been educated beyond our obedience. We know we have to say sorry. So now we just go and we say, okay, let me do the right thing. I'm sorry, please forgive me. And you're just saying it outwardly, but inwardly there's no repentance. Inwardly saying, just wait, we'll get even. I'm going to get even. Turn to the person next to you and say, guard your heart. Tell them again, say, guard your heart. From a natural point of view, you can cover up sin as much as you want to, but you'll never be able to deal with the root. People can even say no to sin, but you can never say yes to righteousness unless the Holy Spirit is involved. What is going on in your heart? Turn to the person next to you and say, listen to your conscience. Tell them again, say, listen to your conscience. In Hebrews 12, from about verse 15, it talks about Esau, who sold his birthright. The Bible says he came and he cried. He was weeping. I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. My birthright, my birthright. But the Bible says there were no true repentance found in his heart, and he was rejected. So sometimes outwardly people can put up a big show, but God knows on the inside what's going on. If you actually, the few verses before that, it says, pursue peace with everybody and holiness, for without that you'll never see God. Then he says, be careful lest a root of bitterness springs up on the inside. He says, when that happens, you can fall short of the grace of God. How do you know when somebody's got bitterness? They are defiling. This mouth is talking bad the whole time. Have you heard this one? Blah, 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 blah. If you're always talking bad about somebody, that's the fruit of the root of bitterness. The Bible says afterwards when he came, he put up a big show. He was crying, weeping. He was seeking for it with tears. But there was no true repentance. When the Holy Spirit brings a conviction, you can cry outwardly, but he will see if it's true on the inside or not. Turn to the person next to you and say, listen to your conscience. Remember, family, I said this message is for believers. It's for the mature to help you to build yourself up in your most holy faith. Turn to the person next to you and say, listen to your conscience. Why am I saying it so often to say, listen to your conscience? Because every person has a conscience. Every person has a conscience, and you make a decision to listen to it or not. That's the communication point of the Holy Spirit. So many people need guidance of the Holy Spirit. But you have to listen to your conscience. Yesterday, we we got a report from somebody where things got stolen. And the first thing, when you know about a bad situation like that, you can listen to your conscience. What is God saying should you do in that situation? No, I'm just thinking about myself. I'm not going to think about anybody else. Those things 
are often what God will use to position you to attract His favor. Because what you make happen for others, God will make those things happen for you. When you are driving next to the road and there's somebody asking for something, you have to listen to your conscience. Should I help? Shouldn't I help? The man at the pool of Bethesda, the man at the gate beautiful, they sat there for a very long time. A matter of fact, the man at the gate beautiful, Jesus walked past him every time he went to the temple and he never prayed for him. Why? Because the only things he did on this earth is when he saw his father in heaven doing it and he would be obedient. But Peter and John, when they walked past something, they can't go to him and tell him, silver and gold you do not have, but what you have in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, get up and walk. You can try and drown your conscience. Who of you have tried to drown your conscience? Go to that person, go say sorry. Go to that person, go say, no, he was wrong, he did it 10 times, I've only done it once. Try to reason from a natural point of view. You walk past somebody, you've only got 10 rand in your pocket, and something says, give the 10 rand. He knows my 10 rand, I'm not giving it to anybody. Who's talking to you? You have to listen to your conscience. It's not the devil, because he doesn't want to help anybody. He's come to kill, steal, and destroy. He wants to take away from people. It's not you, because you want the 10 rand for yourself. Let me see your hand, be honest. So it must be your conscience saying, help the person. Can you see how important it is to listen to your conscience? If we conceal sin, we will not prosper. Many people have a lot of money, but they have the sin of greediness in their hearts. Many people don't have a lot of money, but they have a giving heart. They're listening to their conscience. Listen to your conscience. If you listen to your conscience, you'll see what God will do in your life. Family, listen to me. When you are doing something wrong and you don't listen to your conscience, you are continuing to plant that bad seed. Genesis 8 verse 22 says, from the beginning is seed time and harvest. As sure as you know the sun is going to rise tomorrow morning again, you can know there's a seed time and there's a harvest. Galatians 6 verse 7 said, God is not mocked. Whatever a man sows, he will reap. Verse 8 says, if you plant things according to the spirit, you'll reap spiritual things. If you plant things according to the flesh, you'll reap the fleshly things. When you listen to your conscience, the Holy Spirit is helping you and guiding you to start to plant better seeds. When you cover up your mistakes, you are simply watering that sin. But when you ask for forgiveness and you make right, that wrong is forgiven and God does not remember it. Many of the challenges that people face today is just seed that they've planted in the past. I mean, things that they tried to cover up. Jesus said, those things that you think you'll cover up, it will be made known tomorrow. 
But when you repent in humility and sincerity of heart, you'll see 2,000 years ago that sin was dealt with on the cross already. I'm going to close. Turn with me in your Bibles to Hebrews 10, verse 22. Let us draw near with a true heart. Be real, be sincere. You can fool the people around you, but God can see if your heart is true or not. In full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water, let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. So even when you are facing a challenge, the Holy Spirit will say to you, hold on to your confession. When you have pain in your body, you can say, I'm healed, Jesus is my healer. I'm redeemed, Jesus is my redeemer. I'm linked up with God. Defeat and failure are things of the past. I'm walking with the Lord. Defeat and failure are things of the past. That's why you can walk in victory. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful, and let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works. You have to listen to your conscience. For good works, you have to listen to your conscience. Not forsaking the assembly of ourselves together. Who prompts you in the morning to come to church? It's the Holy Spirit using your conscience as a point of communication. When you still want to sleep a little bit, go to church. Then you decide whether you want to reject him or accept it. Let me see your hand. I want to salute you. I know it's holidays. You could have gone anywhere. You could have watched the live stream. Amen. Those on holiday, don't feel condemned. Listen to your conscience. There's no condemnation. Amen. The Holy Spirit convicts. does not condemn. He prompts. He does not force himself upon us. And let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works, not forsaking the assembly of ourselves together, as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as you see the day approaching. Family, don't enter this new year with a troubled heart. Go listen to your conscience. Who are the people you have to go and make right with? What are the sins that so easily ensnare you that you have to confess? Stop covering it up so that you can start to prosper in your spiritual life. 2020 is going to be a year where you're going to see a lot of things. God moving and doing unusual things. The Bible teaches us in the last days, perilous times will come. It means it's going to be tough times. But you'll see the hand of God on people's lives, helping them, leading them, guiding them, bringing life and life in abundance as He's promised. But you're going to have to listen to your conscience because if you want to respond like the Word and start planting their kinds of seed, you're going to have their kind of a harvest. But when you listen to your conscience and you respond in love and in righteousness, everything in your life will start to change. God will take you from where you are to where He wants you to be. Go and listen to your conscience. Don't enter into 2020 with a troubled heart. Let your heart be at ease. Peace of conscience. Internal joy. 
Be disconnected from fear. Know that the love of God has been poured out in your heart. Assurance of eternal life. When you have these things, whatever situation you are facing, when your heart is settled, you know your case is settled. Because you know God will take you from where you are to where he wants you to be. Let me hear you pray. Say, precious Father, thank you for lifting me up every time I stumble. Thank you for not allowing my enemies to triumph over me. Say, precious Father, give me a vision. Give me a word or a dream of the good future that you have planned for me that will change the cause of my destiny. Say, precious Holy Spirit, make my soul ready to follow you. Grant unto me a humble heart. Grant unto me a sincere heart. Grant unto me a heart that is quick to forgive. Grant unto me a heart that does not bear grudges. A holy heart where it's easy for the Holy Spirit to communicate to me. Help me, Holy Spirit, to listen to my conscience. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this audio sermon. For more information, please go to our website, www.hoc.org.za. Household of Christ, loving God, loving people.